Hi, and welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast, episode 101. Today's grammar point is about another connector. Yes, another one. We've had several lately, haven't we? We're working our way through them. Uh, connector, just as a reminder, is in common linguistic terms would be a conjunction. And the Chinese word for conjunction is lian si. Lian means to connect, so we like to call it connector. We think that's uh, describes more accurately and more obviously what this grammatical function is. Um, so this particular structure, so the structure is as follows. 只有 necessary condition, 才 only conditional outcome. So essentially in human being terms, <laughs> this means you want a particular desired outcome, right? But in your opinion, or whoever's speaking, in the speaker's opinion, there's only one condition which this, under one condition, can this uh, outcome be achieved. So to, if, if you're trying to express something like that, there's only one way, and only this way, can we achieve this particular goal or outcome. This is what you would use. 只有 and 才. And as usual, it's always best to jump into example sentences. But before we do, Phil brought up a great comparison, uh, a, a great way to sort of uh, visualize, uh, conceptualize this meaning in action. So it's almost like the perfect example because, especially if you're American, but maybe Canadians, and me too, I mean, there's this concept of Smokey the Bear, right? And I don't know how I know this, <laughs> but, you know, I, I watch, uh, yeah, I do actually. I watch way too much TV as a kid, teenager. And I know his phrase, you know, only you can prevent forest fires. And this is just the perfect example. And I'm going to run through our prepared examples here, but whilst I'm doing so, see if you can look up, use your Pleco dictionary, or maybe you have that level of uh, vocabulary at your disposal. Maybe you can do it from your mind, but try and translate that. And I'll sort of quiz you on the end and sit at the end and see how you do. See if you can translate this phrase. Only you can prevent forest fires. And I think if you do that, uh, that would just cement this idea in your mind for good. You wouldn't need much else. Uh, so let's jump into the first example sentence. This is actually really easy to use, this concept. So sentence one is as follows. 只有看这本书才能明白. So look at this sentence here. What is the desired outcome? The desired outcome is to 明白, the, to understand whatever they're talking about. Maybe it's a topic of some kind. And the only condition under the only, uh, sorry, the only condition under which, there you go, my English is terrible. The only condition under which you can achieve this desired outcome is by reading this book. shu. So let's do it one more time. only So let's look at another example here. So this is from level 27 of the course. That last one was from level 20. So that we unlocked at that point. You'll be able to read that without pinyin or translations, which is pretty cool. This second one actually omits 只有. So I guess you could say the most powerful, most important word in this uh, structure is 才. It's a very powerful little word. And it conveys that idea of only very strongly. Okay. So this next one says, 多练习口语. 多练习口语. So Practice speaking, essentially. 才会说的流利. So the desired outcome is 说的流利, to speak fluently. And, and the only way to do that is 多练习口语, to speak. But we should say, I guess, more accurately, speak and also read and listen a ton as well. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, we've got to keep these sentences short, right? But this is true, definitely. You do need to practice speaking a lot. By the way, guys, Get on to a, a tutor online, perhaps preferably uh, maybe italki. It's a really good idea. Start practicing once a week. You know, um, if you, especially if you're coming towards the end of our foundation course, um, go ahead and start doing that. Sorry, another tangent. So let's have a look at this third sentence here. 只有会玩才会工作. So only if you know how to relax will you know how to work. So look at this next sentence here. Take a look at the translation first, if you like, and then have a look at the Chinese. Either way is fine. 只有会玩才会工作. So what's the desired outcome? 
You want to work, and you want to work well. 好好工作，好好。So it's double, double 好 but with the first tone on the second one. 好好工作 You want to work properly. You want to work well. 才会工作 So that's what you want to do. And the only condition, the only, the only way, according to the speaker, that you can really do that is if you know how to play. As in, have fun. That's the Chinese translation. Okay, so Chinese people say "war." It doesn't literally mean playing with like toy cars. It means all sorts of things. Usually, getting drunk. <laughs> so, 只有会玩 So, only under this condition, 才会工作 Can you work well? Can you work? Sorry,、um, that's all it's saying. Great. So, one more sentence to look at. This one's a little bit longer. Let's check it out. This is also from level twenty-eight. So let's check out the first part of the sentence. 父母的工作日都很忙。工作日 is work day, right? Monday to Friday. So mum and dad's parents, the parents' work days are all very busy. They're very busy during the work days. 只有周末才能陪孩子。陪 is like hang out with, spend time with. So 只有周末。才能陪孩子 ，so paying the 孩子 is <laughs> say it with an English accent. Paying the 孩子 there you go, is their desired outcome, but unfortunately only on the condition that it is the weekend can they do that. Okay, so a bit longer, but still very simple, very straightforward structure. Now we are at the end of this grammar lesson, so maybe you want to pause it if you haven't had enough time, but maybe you want to try and translate that.、Uh, Famous phrase for us. This is how you would translate it. So only you, right? So that one, like, I think I'm pretty sure most of you could do on the fly. Only you can prevent forest fires. 只有你才能防止森林火灾。防止 is prevent. 森林火灾 is forest fire. So there you go, guys. I'm sure you had to look up at least one or two words there. 防止 is to prevent and. Sunlin、uh, Huota is forest fire, but、uh, of course it's worth it because you'll be using this phrase all the time in your day-to-day -day life. I'm sure.、Uh, so I hope that sentence、uh, and this whole lesson was helpful to you in understanding this grammar phrase, grammar structure. Let's move on. All right, so let's jump into the emails, comments, and questions that we've had this week. First one is from Christopher Weeks. And he says, "Oh, we've got two questions today. One of the comments I keep getting from both a language exchange partner and a Chinese tutor of the 'uh' sound, especially when combined with the initials Z H C H or S H. I've been told I'm rolling my tongue too much. Any particular tips or videos to help for this particular sound? Yeah, this might have been something to do with the fact that because we teach it,、um, well, we, you know, we tell you, okay, put your tongue up. So it's like doing a Sean Connery impression. You know, you gotta speak like this." Uh, and, and that's to help you get the sound.、Um, but something that maybe we should have mentioned is that you know you'll naturally find your own place you're comfortable with. You don't want to push it too far and like oh, you know for example we have a picture with the tongue curled back like that.、Um, so you, maybe people are understandably going to look at that and be like okay I have to curl my tongue. Like you're trying to curl your tongue all the way exactly as far, but everyone's got different tongues. Everyone's got different roofs of their mouths and things like that. And of course,、uh, that's just to illustrate the the position in general.、Uh, but everyone's going to have their own sort of their own personal positions that will make them comfortable. Because the most important thing, yeah, you want to sound native, but the most important thing is that you're comfortable. You can do that at a reasonable speed.、Um, but on the other hand, you also need to. Do it, and it's it's not from English, so it's gonna be uncomfortable at some degree. So you have to find that.、Uh, so, like for example, when I started out, I remember very vividly.、Uh, I also had the same problem. You know, I would go to,、um, I would, I was shrubble out on you, or shrubble out, like really like hardcore Sean Connery,、uh, too much Sean Connery for my own good, and. I would get made fun of by my Chinese friends. You know, I, I did get made fun of by one Chinese friend, but it was made fun of so hard with so many people laughing at me <laughs> that, that I did correct myself pretty swiftly.、Um, and the only thing when I say correct myself, I wasn't doing it wrong. Wrong. It was just OTT. It was just a bit over the top. So now that when I speak normally,、um, it's、uh, when I say like shuda, it's probably shuda. It's probably somewhere just above. Where my、uh, top gum, behind obviously my top gum reach like joins the roof of my mouth, 
you know that line you can sort of feel it with your tongue it's sort of kind of like a ridge um and of course it never touches the roof or anywhere and actually make contact with the roof or the, that ridge at all but it's that position um it's like yeah it's right on that ridge maybe just above it usually but you know uh, just make sure that you sound, you've got a bit of a kind of whistle, like a Sean Connery, that sort of sound. Um, so it doesn't sound like the shh in English, um, but uh, just you know, make sure you're comfortable. Um, yeah, so that's all I could say about that. You know, keep practicing, and you'll find your, your sweet spot. He says, I'm also having trouble remembering the conversation connectors as flashcards and have always struggled with sentence or phrases being remembered in comparison to individual words. Any tips on this or how to make some small edits to the cards to make it a little more brain friendly? So conversation connectors are now a part of our course. They weren't originally. Uh, they're just 418 phrases, conversation connectors. They're, so they can they connect one part of a sentence to, to the other part or... Um, they are phrases that are common in Chinese in and of themselves. And the, the idea is, uh, first of all, we want to give that away as like a free, uh, as a free thing for people that are on the website. So if you go to resources on our website, uh, mandarinblueprint.com, resources, you'll see it there, 418 conversation connectors. It's free, it comes with a PDF and uh, all of them have Anki cards, very nice audio uh, done by Jerry, our, uh, our sort of, does all of our audio him and Annie um, and these are originally just made for you know to give away a free thing um, and also is it for Instagram content Facebook content uh, and we never thought to put it in the course until later I was like well okay the course is all about you know you learn this many characters and you now you can read this sentence right but the idea is not to memorize the sentence the idea is to understand uh, and understand the message of what's being said and you acquire the words within that sentence and the grammar structures and what have you. Whereas with the conversation connectors, it's kind of a bit different because it's just a chengyu, like an idiom or it's a phrase or it's just a beginning of something with an example sentence. So it's a bit different for people because you are kind of expected to memorize it. That's kind of the idea and that's not something we do anywhere else, else, else in the course. So I think setting that expectation of memorizing it is a bit too high like uh, we need to pull that back a bit just see the conversation connectors as something that you can practice with a tutor make your own sentences with feel free to practice them at the flashcards of course um, but really they're, they're something that you you need to learn top down uh, for the most part what we should probably do at some point is make example sentences only not the actual phrase just just an example sentence with the phrase in it close delete and say you know guess the missing character instead um, but you know I don't think we do that with all of them we do that sometimes we just have the phrase so it's it's a little bit more of a challenge uh, well a lot more of a challenge actually if you're if you're just delving into that part of the course with sentences and things like that and people have been struggling with them so sorry about that you know just treat the conversation connectors as just an extra bonus practice them uh, on on the move uh, listen to the audio uh, practice with a tutor, maybe choose like five or something and then try and master them in the class with a tutor. I think that'd be a good idea. But uh, they're not, you know, don't hold yourself to that standard where you have to actually memorize them. That's, that's asking a lot. Uh, and yes, I will consider making edits to them um, to make them a little bit more brain friendly. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, and also from Christopher, we've got a progress update. So he says, I've been doing the Mandarin Blueprint method since June 26th. It's now August 10th. 11th something like that <laughs> and uh, June July August yes like six weeks and I'm very happy with my progress so far especially with remembering how to write characters which has always been an issue for me I just finished level 15 of the hands of movie method finished the pronunciation mastery back in mid-July and I think I've only skipped two days on Anki in June back in June hoping to hit character 200 at the end of August and hit the newly updated phase four Yes, so we updated phase four. Phil's been working his butt off making, and so we don't have to have uh, grammar lessons. Uh, not grammar lessons, sorry, what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the, the longer form dialogues and stories are currently in um, the form of, what do we call them, Google Slides. And you know, not everyone has a great time using Google Slides. The majority of people have no problem whatsoever. That's why we chose to use them, but um, 
we have now recorded all of the stories in longer form content uh, at both 80% speed and 100% speed, both male and female, in a video with text tracking as well, done all by hand by the great Phil. So he's, he's spent a lot of hours making all these videos. So And these videos are downloadable. So you can watch the videos on the move, listen to them, of course, if you just want the audio. You can also, ha you can, I think you can still, no, I don't want to say that because I don't know for sure if you can still access the Google Slides or not. But you have the, the PDF and everything. You can read through things. You have the audio. You have everything to, to shadow, which is a great thing to do. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' feedback on that as well, how those videos work out for you. Let us know. Oh, I haven't heard from Moira in a while. Uh, she says, from, from the community, she says, I'm struggling to find time for language learning. When I started this course, I worked three to four 12-hour shifts a week. Now it is typically 60, 60 hours. I'm trying to cut it back down, but so many of our staff just quit over COVID that I feel guilty if I don't help to cover the shifts as our residents need us. I imagine you work at some sort of care home residence, I imagine, or some sort of hospital, some, uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, I believe you mentioned that before, Moira, what you did, but I've, I've, it slipped my mind now. Um, so I'm trying to rationalize my free time and, being, and be organized to continue the course. Do you think a minimum of three hours a week spread over my lighter days will be enough for progress? that will be a minimum of an hour a day three times a week. Before people suggest I should try to, <laughs> to do something on my work days, please understand that I walk to and from work and several times when I get home from my night shift and have managed to eat something, I'm so tired I cannot bring myself to get off the sofa and walk to my bed. These are not days when my brain takes in new information. So Moira, uh, three hours is enough, first of all. Three hours is good. In fact, that's more than most people do, I think, when they study a language. You know, most people do like 10, 20 minutes a day when they're using other apps. Um, when they're using Mandarin Blueprint Method, though, our, our members are usually a bit more rengent, a bit more hardworking, because you know, we're more fun. So three hours is loads. Like most, 20 minutes a day, most people. Uh, it's just like a couple of hours a week, really, most people on average. So it's already past the average person, I reckon three hours a week. Uh, just make the most of it when you have it, you know, and um, there might be other ways you can make more free time. I don't have your life. I, you know, I do work 60 hours a week myself, but I don't travel. I just work at home. Um, you know, I have my own spare room and I just work in there. So it's, it's, it's a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult to compare. But you know, there's ways that you could go to bed earlier, get up earlier, walking to and from work, you know, that you don't mention anything else. You just say I walk to and from work several times when I get home from it. Yeah, so forget like, you know, working in the evening after a 12 hour shift, that's just not gonna happen for the majority of people, right? Uh, but walking to and from work, that's when I, you can get tons of stuff done. And because you're walking, your, your blood is flowing. It's extra good for you, especially doing something like shadowing, which is usually very challenging. Um, in fact, it's recommended that you're moving whilst you're speaking and listening. You could also uh, get three to five characters from our course sort of lined up maybe in a note on or just like have it there on the lesson on screen on the browser or on the Kajabi app on your phone and prepare you know you've got the props you've got the movie you got the, the keyword all that sort of stuff and you can make the movies whilst you're on the move you know with your eyes open <laughs> don't don't be getting hit by a car or anything um, but there's all sorts of stuff that you do if you get a bit creative um, just keep your, try and keep your energy levels, try and get sleep, you know, uh, eat well and all that sort of stuff and you'll be more alert and you'll be able to find more time. Uh, but that's all I can say on that really. I, I don't want to go any deeper because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have your life, but uh, that's what I would do in your position. Um, but let me know how that goes and if, if I can, if, if you want to give me any more specific details, any more, you know, I'll be happy to give you my suggestion. Uh, next one is from Alison Marshall on Ankydex Inside Level 6, complete Level 6, well done. Oh, wow. She says, <laughs> first, this entire course is amazing. Thank you for all your hard work. Well, thank you, Alison. Second, these movies have turned into story time with my kids. Oh, that's sweet. That's, that's really great. They want to hear all the movies I'm making up and now have the favorites they request again and again. What? That's, that's fantastic. Sneaky parenting hack. They're learning Chinese too without even realizing it. That's brilliant guerrilla education you know like yeah I, that's 
that's fantastic. I said, can you, can you keep me updated on those, please? They must be really nice kids. Yeah, you must raise them well. Uh, so they're, they're really interested in hearing those little stories. I can't wait to teach my son all that stuff, like teach him teach him Chinese using the hands and movie method. That'd just be so fun. Doing like all sorts of, uh, I keep itching my nose, sorry guys. Um, but like doing all sorts of interesting, yeah, like getting them to, because I plan on having several children uh, if I can. Um, I hope my wife can <laughs> more accurately uh, if she if she's up for that. But that would be so cool, having the kids gather around you know, all right, what are we going to do for sure? Um, Sean Connery, you don't know who that is. All right, uh, you know, thinking up, thinking up ways. Everyone's got their own characters. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And we have had people do that, you know, back in the, back in the day when we were teaching online, one of our early, early clients, um, guy from England, he did that with his two daughters. That's how he spent his summer holiday. Um, we taught him the method, and after, after we were done, he, uh, he spent the entire summer teaching his two little girls. And yeah, it's a very good bonding um, experience. <laughs> That's lovely. All right, uh, next, Ramona, make a movie for Ying. Uh, Ying, sorry, first tone. It could also be fourth tone, actually. Uh, I know it's probably not the, reply, the right place to post this, but yeah, pretty excited myself to have reached character number 400. Fantastic. There's always there's uh anywhere is the right place to share this sort of stuff by the way anyone listening if you want to express how happy you are how amazing your ex your experience was or your achievement is anywhere is fine <laughs> okay i deserve a break and a cake now <laughs> it's adorable uh gotta go before but before this just want to say again thanks guys for this amazing method two exclamation marks well thank you ramona it's always nice to hear from you. Uh, Christine, On uh, it's, it's another long-form piece of content. Uh, it says, uh, What methods can you use to study Chinese? <laughs> Christine just says, Oh my goodness. So awesome to be able to read and listen to this and actually understand and follow. Awesome. That's brilliant as well. Thank you. Got lots. This is just... This is how they come, by the way. They just put them in there and just getting... Got three great ones in a row. Thank you. Okay, so... Oh, and a fourth. Oh, brilliant. All right, so James Braun on look at how solid that foundation is. So again, this is for once you reach level 36 or the end of level 36, that is the foundation course finished. That means at this point, you have learned or acquired or at least... Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, you've acquired... Um, 600 common characters, how to read, write, and understand, and pronounce them. And you have also started to acquire and learn how to use the most common thousand words, which you know, are made up of those 600 characters. So it's a great achievement. It says, hi guys, I just want to echo so many of the comments and tell you how much I'm enjoying the course. You guys seem to have hit on a perfect combination of elements that make up your course. The well-laid-out and clearly-defined path to learning characters, the hands and movie method, all of the videos, podcasts, Anki-Dex links, and recommendations to online resources. The list goes on and on. It's like you guys have hiked to the top of the mountain and have paved the way behind you. All we have to do is follow and keep putting one foot in front of the other. I also really appreciate the encouraging videos and emails. So yes, at the end of every level, we send a nice big email, not only congratulating you, but showing you what you've learned and applying it in context and telling you what you have still yet to learn in the next level. I know I have to put in the work, but it's great to have you guys as my coach. Uh, I'm happy to report that I have taken Phil's advice and have had no zero days since I started the course five months ago. Keep up the great work and I look forward to the next phase in the journey. Thanks, guys. All right. Well done, James. Um, keep it up, mate. Keep up that attitude. That's fantastic. Um, and uh, you still have about, you know, you're about less than, you're still less than halfway there in terms of the current content of the course. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say once you get to the intermediate, when you can start reading and writing entire stories. Uh, in fact, you're already kind of there. <laughs> but more stories, let's say. Next one is from William Beeman, pick a prop for Ding. <laughs> he says, the European comic character Tintin 
is evidently ding ding in Mandarin. Who knew? And I kept this comment in there because that's what I got called back when I had enough hair to have a fringe. I was they would call me ding ding when I first got to when I first got to China. I have a little quiff up here, but no longer. I'm, I, I get called Jason Statham now. Simone Papadopoulos, our new vocabulary unlocked. Xias. Interesting to see war, the third character in this phrase. Any particular reason for its placement there rather uh, than at the start? Well, uh, in this particular phrase, it's uh, is, is saying uh, something scared me. So something would be the subject, so whatever it is. Uh, this is just a fixed phrase, though. You say, ah, 吓死我了。吓我一跳, right? 吓我一跳. Tiao is like jump. You say, 吓我一跳。吓死我了。It's just that, you know, 吓死 is the verb, and then 我 is the subject. Uh, sorry, the object, okay? The uh, guest, let's say. Um, 吓死我了。and I guess the subject in this case is implied in the situation, right? So, you know, someone accidentally jumps out and you go, ah, oh, xiaosuo. So obviously, ni xiaosuo. That's, that's, that's what I would say. I mean, I haven't like delved into it. I haven't really analyzed it. But yeah, and think of it as just like a fixed phrase. It's a fixed phrase that uh, people say a lot. Next is Rick Santos on phase three blueprint expansions. He says, uh, for a sentence, what shang. He says, this is great. I just got what the message is. I paused a moment at ma, which means to sort of scold, to rebuke. In a flash, the horse entered my mind, but I immediately recalled two angry eyes in the movie. That would be the top components. So this is the scolding part. <laughs> the, rest was, the rest was easy, really. Fantastic. Uh, I've got three in a row, actually. Oh, no, a couple in a row from uh, Rick. Another one here. He says, uh, I understood this at first look as my horse is very scared of people. I assumed of was omitted, but of course, in a follow-up conversation, this could eventually be clarified. That's right. I enjoyed reading the above sentences without checking its meaning, but only recalling the hands of the movie. The other dopamine moment, I love that, dopamine moment, was when I got blank with the meaning of jiao, which means to look for. In my movie, it was a finger triggering the spear gun. Hmm. So the meaning of find, a fish, popped out suddenly, and the tone followed because the actor was underwater. Yes, the actor was a scuba diving in my set. The hands and movement method is really paying off this early. Thank you for being persistent in teaching the hands and movement method. I am appreciating it a lot more at this time. Awesome, thanks, Rick. Glad it's working for you, mate. That's brilliant. Keep it up. Next one, Benjamin Reese on phase four intro. He says, I also differentiated between slow and native speeds in the album category, so I could listen to all the recordings of the same speed in one go. So yeah, again, with all of the long form content, any, whether it's long, I say long form, but some of them it's just a paragraph, but uh, whether it's a paragraph or an entire story, everything has male and female audio, and 80% and 100% speed, native speed. Um, just because just we know from experience that that's really nice to have. <laughs> that's a good thing about learning from people who learnt the language themselves, right? Um, and yes, these are all downloadable. And this is a great idea that Benjamin has uh, to organize them in an album. So this is like, you know, MB, long form content or whatever you want to call it. 80% and 100% and just have them separated and you can like level up when you're ready to level up and go for the 100% native speed. Next one here is from Raina uh, from a pronunciation mastery lesson and she says, thanks for leaving vulgar words out of the course. I don't curse and I want to be able to freely recommend this course to my friends of a similar opinion. Besides which, I'm learning Chinese because my sister-in-law is from China. Her first name is Shuang and because she was the second born child. Oh, interesting. Anyway, thanks for the tip so I can be sure to use the correct tone, first tone when I say her name. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely wanted to keep swear words out of the course and this podcast and everything like that, except for there was one podcast with my friend Scott from London. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Londoners. Um, uh, yeah, and also, you know, I, the course is not as child-friendly as I would like, unfortunately. Um, 
and we're going to have to go through and we want to make it child friendly because like I was saying earlier I really want people to be able to share this with their kids and and, and I want to be able to sell it to schools one day um, and it is you know for like a, I guess it's PG-13 it's not there's nothing really but you know there are in the early days or, or with some um, some guests you know mentioned about like uh, heroin needles and things like this and it's not something I really want kids to hear obviously um, but uh, we, we're not too far off the mark you know but I, I, I'd like to go through and give it a proper spring clean uh, one day soon uh, and uh, make sure it's all ready for uh, kids uh, to you know to literally for the fun for all the family uh, without you know without parents having to screen it first just in case there's going to be a mention of heroin injection somewhere <laughs> but uh, overall you're safe you know you're pretty safe so the next one is uh, Jason Pond uh, it's a word for a year. He says, is there a grammatical difference between high, as in still, and year in expressing also? The answer is, in this context of also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same. Of course, uh, year and high have other meanings. But when it's they're used to mean also, they are essentially the same. It's just the usage is slightly different, but... Instead of me explaining that, I want you to go and read, and not just you, Jason, but anyone, I want you to go and read more. Go and look at example sentences. In fact, as much as I love talking about the differences between words and, and explaining stuff like this, I don't mind at all. I just think that, you know, it, if this was me, if I was learning, I want to, what's the difference between high and yeah? Do they have a, mean, a difference, really? I would look up some example sentences, uh, and if the example sentences didn't make it obvious, I would go um, ask on highnative.com whether you just have because obviously me and Phil uh, we're pretty darn good at Chinese right but the, with highnative.com you get not only native speakers but a ton of native speakers very helpful um, it will give you multiple answers and then vote on the answers as well so that would just be me if I wanted a fast answer from native speakers I would go there um, if, if my reading example sentences didn't already answer the question which it will most of the time but i guess that's a quite a subtle question so i understand you answering are you asking it yeah for sure uh william beeman make a move before joel he says hi can you explain a little better the difference between joel and xingqi uh thanks yeah this one confused me a lot when i was uh just start starting out with chinese i was like there's also li bai joel xingqi li bai there's another one as well which i can't remember off the top of my head Come on, no, I can't. But I think there's another one. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the difference is actually, you know, it's, it's fairly large because Zhou is a measured word in itself, right? So you can say Yi Zhou, uh, uh, yeah, you can say Liang uh, Zhou, Yi Zhou, San Zhou. You can say, you don't have to have a measured word in between because Zhou is also a measured word. It's the same thing with Nian, um, uh, meaning year, or Tian, meaning day. You can say yi tian or mei tian uh, or mei nian, you know, ming, uh, you know, liang nian, etc. You can do it because they are in the in and of themselves measure words. Whereas xing qi is not a measure word; it's just a compound word. So you have to say ge before you have to add a measure word before using a number of it. So yi ge xing qi. Um, but in terms of actual usage, how they sound to a native speaker, no difference. You know, they're not necessarily more formal or more casual. I mean, maybe you would you would see Joel more in written, but it doesn't. It's it's the same, level of casuality <laughs> is the same in terms of speaking, as far as I know. Uh, Rick Santos, new vocabulary unlocked. Shanghai. I enjoy reading without pinyin. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? But it seems that in the in my mind, the pinyin ghosts. I like I like you really got a very interesting mind, Rick. The way you conceptualize things. Um, Pinion ghosts float under the lines somehow. I look to the pinion in my mind. Ah, so tempting. Uh, I try to, I try to read again consciously, reading the characters themselves and recalling the actors and sets of the HMM slow but sure, slowly but surely. Sorry. Uh, also, by writing the characters on a separate sheet, I don't see the ghost pinion anymore. The pinion ghosts. I think writing the characters weans me from the pinion slowly. Interesting. I've, I haven't been a beginner for too long now, so I can't quite put myself in your shoes there with the with the pinion issue. Because I sort of, um, I think when I started, uh, I sort of naturally just stopped. Because I, I here's what I did. I um, I did I would didn't couldn't read for like a year and a half at all. Like I didn't learn any characters really, um, not properly. 
and then I um, and then I learned three thousand characters how to read, write, and pronounce them using the similar method that we teach now uh, in about six months or just under. So I went from nothing to read, and I just yeah I didn't really think about the opinion again after that to be honest, except for obviously for looking up new characters that I didn't know. But uh, I like the concept, the opinion ghosts. Yeah, very interesting. Another one from Rick here. He says, uh, at 038, uh, I don't think you are tone deaf at all. I, I refer to myself as being tone deaf because I don't use music in my scenes that much. Uh, and I don't listen to music that much. I love music, but I don't listen to it that much in my life. Um, so it doesn't help me that much having music in my scenes, but I know it helps a lot of people. I might actually, he says, uh, Rick's just being nice. He says, I might actually guess you are very strict in terms of accuracy of tones. Well, I suppose I am. Uh, even though there are only just uh, there are there are just five, you in fact have succeeded on how in how to make a tonal language easily possible to learn, even for many many people who have no idea what a tonal language is. <laughs> this is another way of showing my appreciation for your wonderful Mandarin blueprint. Thank you. Oh, thanks again, Rick. Thank you very much, mate. Um, really appreciate that. Uh, Corneal on make a movie for Ban. He says. Uh, I tend not to want to put myself in the scene, but examples given suggest that that would be a good idea. Well, technically, I don't want to be like a technical one of those people, but you're in every scene because you're the observer, right? Um, I say go ahead and use yourself because there's a technique that you're really early in the method at the moment, but uh, there's a technique that you'll you'll be introduced to soon if you haven't been already, which is extras or copies, where we say. Imagine the, a copy of an actor. If you need another pair of hands to sort of interact with something, you know, which helps your imagination, it helps you uh, facilitate, helps facilitate the scene a little bit better. If you need that, I mean, there's no one better than yourself to imagine yourself third person or just to interact from your own viewpoint, just pick up stuff, uh, grab people, <laughs> you know, throw things, whatever it is you're going to do. Um, yeah, in involve yourself because you're never going to confuse yourself with anyone else, right? So it won't affect the scene. So yeah, go ahead, use yourself. It's it's a great idea. It's a great idea. You don't have to, but it's a, it, it, it could help. Uh, Nacho says, um, "Hello, Luke and Phil. I have a, a little question in the sentence: 父母谁来决定宝宝的长相? What's the function of 来 after 谁? Yeah. So the sen the sentence here is: uh, 父母, parents, 谁来决定? Who comes to decide? Now this calm, this lie here, so obviously no one's like, uh, it's not like the dad's like, I'm here, I'm going to decide the baby's appearance. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's abstract. And this is used mainly as a tonal thing. In fact, I remember when I was uh, doing an italki lesson once, um, years ago, we were doing live classes, I, I was recording the screen to show people how to use italki and just it was like it's a lesson, it was kind of meta, it was like me taking a lesson to show people how to do a lesson with a tutor in our live class. And it was actually really good. I signed up for this tutor like 10, 10 lessons or something and, and just and did it that way. Um, and one of the things I, was, I said to her, I was like, oh, I want to sound more more like a Chinese person. I want to sound more common. And, and one of the things she said pretty much straight away was, oh, say lie before you're about to describe doing something. Uh, I'll tell I'll I'll tell you a story. So obviously you're not coming. You're already here, but lai is is a tone of voice thing. It makes you sound more, uh, and it come it comes. But they call it a chu xiang dong dong ci in this particular um, uh, sort of what's the word in this particular context, meaning you're about to do something. You're about to move something or create something. Um, so you would say lai before. Uh, so. It, you know, it, just throw that before a verb. And you could also just say, uh, you can just directly say, I'll tell you a story. You don't have to add in the lie, but it kind of just makes you sound a bit more uh, native, a bit more 地道, 地道, you know, natural. Um, I think that's the best translation for that word. But yeah, so in reality, you don't need it, but you can use it before uh, describing doing something, something to do with movement, perhaps. Uh, I know that deciding a baby's uh, appearance is not to do with movement but again it's abstract so who's going to come and take care of this kind of thing so yeah uh that i hope that answers the question yeah throw in a few lies there um i was just again i was going to keep going off tangents but i love uh i, I um I, i'm having a, a lessons again now with a separate tutor and uh 
one of the things that he said is to add cool, you know, and that's something I see all the time. Actually, no, I brought it up. I said, isn't it funny? You can just take a really common character, a common word, and throw it in the sentence, and it just makes such a huge difference. Um, so, for example, you, you know, Chinese people would use the word cool, meaning very, a lot. I know you, you think of it as fei chang or hen or whatever, depending on the context, right? Um, so instead of saying, for example, what pa ta, I am scared of him or it. You say what ke pa ta. It's like I'm really scared of him. You know, it's, it's like ke. Or um, hey, don't do that. It's like bie, I don't know. Um, you bie reng la, bie reng. You know, so like, don't throw that thing. Bie ba na ge reng la. So don't throw that away. You say ke bie, ke bie. So it's adding a ke. And of course, ke is a really common character. But it's just, like, I'm just, I hope this tangent makes sense. It's just like, it's a way, you know, it's something that native people do that's it's really common, but it's something that you wouldn't learn from a textbook. You wouldn't learn from any sort of class, really. You wouldn't see it in, a, in any materials. You'd have to pick it up naturally from uh, just absorbing, exposing yourself to the, to the world, to the, the Chinese world. Next one here is from Michaela Ellison uh, on a pronunciation quiz. She says, first, I love the idea of tone pair anchors presented in the unit wrap-up. So just for those who don't know, um, you've probably seen the tone pair chart before uh, where we have uh, you know, the, the tones and the tones and then we choose a word for each tone pair. There's 19 in total. Uh, and we suggest that you pick a really common word that has the particular tone pair, like for example, fei like airplane for first tone first tone and that is your tone pair anchor for that that tone pair right that yi 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 sheng yi sheng tone pair and instead of practicing the tones you know you're, you're thinking about it in that way you're practicing that word the tone pair anchor in order to and you can apply that because again it's the same note but it's a different instrument so whatever the word might be ying gai you know ying gai fei ji you know should and plain have the same Tone pet, you know, you get the idea. Anyway, she says, I definitely have these those words that have stuck in my mind for whatever reason, but I've never thought of using them to solidify the tones of other words. I'm learning. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that way. God. All right, let's try again. But I've never thought of using them to solidify the tones of other words I'm learning. Excited to try that. Also, you say good is a universal measure word. Do you mean you can use it and be understood? Or is it actually correct to use it in every case? I guess my real question would be, would a native speaker do that? And the answer is, not really. No, maybe a child. But no, native speakers don't forget the measure words, you know, because it's their language. It's just when, it's not very, it's not something that they would do. Uh, using g for everything, or at least uh, you can replace g. Uh, like, you know, you, you forget the measure word for zhang. Uh, it's for, for, sorry, for zhuozi, right? It's for table. It's zhang zhuozi. Like for flat, flat, uh, wide objects, right? Zhang is the measure word you should use. But so you forget it, you can say this is fine. You know, people get what you're saying. Um, but you know, that's something a child might do in China. But uh, adults wouldn't do that. But it's fine. It's just a way of you uh, filling in the gaps um, until you can actually really uh, build that foundation. William Beeman says, uh, I'll make a movie for Xiong or Hang, depending on the context. He says, uh, yeah, so William's been sending loads of messages on uh, lately, uh, just asking all sorts of questions about, oh, what's the difference between this? Or How do I use this? Oh, this sentence, I'm not quite sure, you know, which is absolutely fine. And we enjoy uh, answering them, right? So I think I answered like the third one in a row within like an hour because uh, he was just on a roll. And then he, he sent back, he sent a message of this. He said, hi, I hope this exchange is not just an annoyance for you because I do very much enjoy you guys' insights and I'm really learning a lot uh, very quickly. That's awesome. Uh, I cited Lu Xing. Lu Xing means uh, travel. Uh, like, uh, why can't I think of the translation? What's Lu Xing? Travel, travel's fine. Uh, I cited tra uh, Lu Xing precisely because it had to do with travel and movement. The use of Xing, to mean things like possible or okay and the like seems then to be kind of metaphorical or even slangy, sort of uh, like German es geht. I don't, I don't know German at all, so I'll probably say that wrong. Uh, it goes. I mean, es geht means it, it goes. Uh, it's okay. Things are going along. Yeah, that's. I've never thought about that. Xiong 
meaning like yeah because it's so common used all the time it means yeah that's possible or even english things are going well fine thanks again for these pleasant interchanges and for answering so immediately i calculate you are answering my early query in the morning you are really dedicated but we're all having fun at least i hope you are yes i i don't mind at all as long as it's pertinent as long as it's um you know what i mean it's not just like constantly asking i don't know uh random questions that aren't related to mandarin <laughs> that would annoy me like it's like how much does a chocolate bar cost in uh in a in a supermarket in china is that all this sort of thing? you know I, I i mean I, I still wouldn't mind too much but as long as it's related to um you know mandarin uh then that's fine with me and it feels the same in fact we're constantly talking about how much we enjoy interacting with people on the course you know it's it's awesome so no, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> don't worry about uh, if, you're, if you feel like you're bothering us or something like. If you keep asking questions, no, 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 that's that's fine. Oh, and also, of course, I mean, I forgot this. This is a, this is the most important aspect of it. We're not just answering for you. You know, we're all, the, other people might have that question, and so it's, you're creating content for us. Um, we could make a video from it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that we could do. You know, and that's what this podcast is doing for us too. Like we're creating all sorts of bonus content and real content for the course. So it's uh, everyone wins. Everyone's winning. <laughs> we're all winning. Uh, Alex summary on vocab unlocked for uh, from uh, uh, day uh, to stay. Wait. Um, sometimes I'm confused by these new words when it doesn't seem to change the definition of previously learned characters. For example, dung uh, day. This is just a synonym for dung used on its own, or are there f reasons uh, we would use one and not the other? So this is an incredibly interesting question, and I wanted to, I, I saw it briefly before recording the podcast, and I know it, it deserves a bit more research on my part before answering it, because I've, I've studied this before, and I've, I've, someone gave me a great answer, but it was many years ago, and I can't remember now, and I'm trying to, I was trying to sort of frantically look for this, but basically it's to do with sentence rhythm, patterns, uh, it's just what sounds right, what feels right, uh, and it's also to do with uh, formal and informal as well, so a lot of times there, there's a compound word, uh, and then there's a one, just one, one of those characters is used uh, in common speech. So, for example, need uh, wait for me, hey, wait, bah is like you know suggestion, please wait for me, kind of. Need People say you can't say need It's this wrong. It's too formal. But it's also a pattern thing. It's also a sentence rhythm thing. It's just um, that's also all I can really say on the subject at the moment. But it's uh, it's to do with yeah, that's that's it's to do with rhythm and formality. Um, but and and again, I could, even if I could explain it, it would be interesting, right? It'd be way more interesting than the explanation I've just given. <laughs> but I hate to say this, but it wouldn't help. It wouldn't help. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it wouldn't help your language ability. Um, the only thing you'll you'll get this after just absorbing, listening, reading, listening, reading, and of course practicing speaking too. Uh, so yeah, but it's, it's a great question, and I'll, what I might do is look into it further and come back to you a bit more next week, or follow up with you on 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 the platform. So, but thanks, Alex. Uh, William Beeman on make a movie for duh or day or duh, depending on the context. Can you explain the difference between day and shuao? Okay, so it's the, it's the same difference between need and must. So. Um, you know, one is an kind of like an order. <laughs> you know, you must do this. Need day, blah blah blah. You must do this. This could be an order, or what day is like a really strong. I have to. I must do this thing for, you know, whatever some very important reason. But xu is, is a requirement. I need this thing. Uh, do I need this? Is this a requirement? Is this required? Is it, there's a bit of a difference uh, to that, right? Um, if you want to say must, you could also say be shu, be which is, and I'll put it in the notes there on the bottom of the uh, comment section. Dei means must, be shu, and you can also say be shu dei, if you want to be extra, you know, exaggerate that point of must. Be shu dei, be shu dei, blah, 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 blah. And also the same meaning, right, pretty much. Dei, be shu, be shu dei. And shu ya is different. Okay, so I hope that's clear. Paul Schutz on Schutz, don't know how to say that, on new vocabulary unlocked for German, meaning people. 
He says, I've also done all of Pimsleur many lessons multiple times, and I'm going through all of them again. I know you guys don't like it as much as some other programs, but it is one of the most accessible ones to use while driving, working out, etc. as you can just hit play and enjoy the half-hour ride. I, I've got no problem with Pimsleur. Uh, again, it's a bit boring, it's a bit outdated because of the SRS system that it works on, but it, it works pretty well. You know, it worked for me, as you know. Uh, so go ahead. I, I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't object to using it in any way. Like you know, it's it's it does a job well. It's really good for your pronunciation, getting a bit bit of input. It's just that some of the phrases that they use are a bit outdated. They don't really. Uh, it's not a lot of them are just not something that Chinese people would say. Genuinely aren't. Um, but as long as you know that and you're just there to get a bit of practice, that's fine. All right, so that's all of the uh, email messages we had this week and uh, comments. So thanks for those. And we're going to move on to movies now. So just one movie this week, actually, uh, from Nick Sims, uh, Make a Movie for which means noon. And uh, he says, In my childhood bedroom, it's dusty, a little dry and drafty, and Wolverine is standing there looking deeply into <laughs> loser Trump's eyes as they square off. Oh, controversial. Tick-tock, tick-tock, the clock goes until noon. Gong! Wolverine draws his blades, ready to slice him up, and scared Trump tries to do a shadow clone move. Wow! And it doesn't work. Trump faints, frozen. <laughs> That's great. I, I love the way that you've set up the scene. Are you, are you a writer? It's dusty, a little dry and drafty. That's just like some extra details there, Nick. Um, <clears throat> so we've got, we've got the loser prop. We have this, yep. I love that, I don't even know, I can't even think what that is, a shadow clone. This is something from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that noob cyborg, is that what it is? I, I don't know. But uh, I, I really like it, I think you've got, I think you've got it right, you've got the sound effects. Noon, gong, tick tock, yep. Um, no issues there whatsoever, so well done. Uh, thanks a lot, Nick. Um, so let's keep me updated on your progress. I know you're fairly new to the course. Uh, so well done. Great job. Uh, sorry I've only got one movie this, this week, guys. Uh, you know, that's some weeks. Uh, it's a bit slower than others, I guess. But thank you so much for your emails and comments, as usual. And I, as I always say, if you are not on our course, you haven't experienced the Mandarin Blueprint Method, please do check it out especially if you've listened to this entire podcast um, because it's it really works um, and I'm sure a lot of people would attest to that so give it a free trial and uh, you know you get a 30 day guarantee on it as well all right guys thank you very much for listening this week uh, and thank you for your messages your comments they're wonderful as always and we do enjoy answering them uh, <clears throat> it's, it's the highlight of our week so I think I'm also doing this next week or maybe it's Phil yeah, I think it's Phil next week. He'll be back from Dali, uh, which is a beautiful place, by the way. You guys should check it out if you come to China one day, which hopefully <laughs> we'll all be able to do at some point soon. So, yeah, thanks very much, guys. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.